We are going to talk about Jim Irsay. We are going to talk about Michael Pittman. We're going to talk about Gardner Minshew and Shane Steichen as well. We'll talk about the injury report for the Colts, which was released just a little bit ago. Talk about the Indiana Pacers, who opened the regular season tonight against the Washington Wizards. We will talk about the Pro Football Focus rankings and what they mean for your Indianapolis Colts on this very special edition of Inside Indiana Sports, now with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. Brought to you by the great people in today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill is the best dentist in the world. Not only is he the best dentist, they got the best hygienists, they got the best assistants, the friendliest front office workers ever. Call them, 317-849-2933. Remember to like this video. It's the polite thing to do. It's who's your hospitality. You want to make a donation, go ahead. Include a, con a comment or a question. I'll answer it. And if you subscribe to this channel and Two Big Brains, that channel, and you send me a DM, which is a direct message on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, you could get the contents of this prize egg, which are... It is an autographed jersey of Jonathan Taylor, who was kind of a pariah in our community, and now he's a hero again. So good, we uh, listened to Jonathan Taylor talk today in the media availability, and uh, it seems like he, he's calmed down a little bit, and so that's a good thing. All right, let's talk about Jim Irsay. So people are saying Jim Irsay is certainly going to be fined by the NFL for his comments about the officiating and his comments about the NFL admitting that they made a mistake. There were two bad calls. Of course there were two bad calls. Who doesn't know there were two bad calls? Of course the NFL is going to say the calls were bad. The calls were terrible. They know that. You want to find it, Jim Irsay, you go right ahead. It ain't going to get his attention. It's not even tip money for Jim Irsay. He mails that amount of money, whatever the NFL would find him. He puts in envelopes and sends it to people around central Indiana. He takes it to Jacksville, hands it out to people, for God's sake. This is not an attention getter. You cannot hurt Jim Irsay by denting his wallet because you cannot dent his wallet. His wallet is too thick. His wallet is bulletproof. You cannot dent it. So why would the NFL even try? I don't know. Did you think Jim Irsay didn't think before he tweeted, y y you know, maybe the NFL is going to find me for these comments about an internal conversation about the officiating? Of course he did. He knows it. You know, it, it, it's ridiculous. It's like a quarter to us. Here's a quarter. Have fun. Go spend it. Go to Aladdin's castle. Put it in the uh, Pac-Man machine and let's go. What are you doing? So Jim Irsay is going to be fine. Good Lord. Uh, both Gardner Minshew and Shane Steichen today, they echoed the thoughts of fans that the Colts need to make officiating errors irrelevant through uh, a level of competence in their play. And that's certainly true. Uh, Gardner Minshew responsible for four turnovers in each of the last two games. You can't win. Shane Steichen was asked today, have you ever won a game in your life? where your team has turned the ball over four times, Steichen said no. They had one game like that last year with the Eagles. They lost. And then the last two here with the Colts, they lost. Colts could be on easy street right now. 
they could be rolling. Do you know what the pro football focus rankings are at this point for the remaining opponents for the Colts? The Colts, by the way, are 19th. The Saints are 17th. The Bengals are 10th. Other than that, the Colts play teams ranked 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th, 28th, and 32nd. If they had beaten the Rams, if they had won the opener against the Jaguars, if they had been given credit for beating the Browns, do you know where this team would be? We'd be talking, uh, our conversation about the Colts would be much different than it currently is if that had been the case. Let's talk about the injury report for a moment. Kylan Granson, still in the concussion protocol, did not practice today. Braden Smith did not practice today. Juju Brents did not practice. Eric Johnson didn't practice, and Zach Moss didn't practice. Zach Moss, I guess, has a, an elbow and a heel that he's nursing. It's good that the Colts have depth at tight end and at running back. That is a good thing. I think they're going to be okay. If Gardner Minshew takes care of the ball at Lucas Oil Stadium on Sunday against the Saints, they win. Colts win. If Braden Smith is good to go on Sunday and Blake Freeland can kind of resume auditing from the sideline for a week and kind of get his head on straight again, I think the Colts win. Colts are, are not a bad football team. The Colts are the only team in the NFL to score at least 20 points in every game. That offense is rolling a little bit, and what uh, I said it this morning, Shane Steichen need not apologize for being aggressive. He doesn't need to say he's going to learn from his aggressive mistakes. What he needs to do is keep his foot on the pedal and that pedal to the floor, keep making aggressive calls, and try to do something to compel Gus Bradley to do the same thing. Be aggressive. Create pressure. You want to hide cornerbacks? You do it with pressure. And if D.J. Baker is going to be a starting cornerback, for the, he's ranked 115th out of 115. <laughs> that isn't good for cornerbacks. Juju Brent, if somehow he can get back, that would be wonderful. No update on Juju Brent today. He's making good progress. I don't know what that means. Shane Steichen said on Monday, on the Zoom call on Monday, that he was going to provide us with an update on Juju Brents on Wednesday. That update was he's making good progress. Da -da! What? So, and you can hear all of the Shane Steichen press conference on this channel. We posted it earlier today, as we did the Gardner Minshew media availability. Gardner Minshew is the same guy. Every media availability. He is exactly the same person. You get the feeling that the teammates really like the consistency of behavior that Gardner Minshew represents. And, and Michael Pittman, speaking of the Colts, Michael Pittman had some comments today. Because Sunday, his comment after the game was, uh, they didn't target me today for whatever reason. Maybe I'm not a big part of the offense. Today, he said, I'm actually a poor sport. A very poor sport. When you lose, sometimes you lose your composure. I think I was a little dramatic when I said that. Obviously, I'm a big part of the offense. I lead the team in targets. Yes, that is correct. He is a big part of the offense, and he knows that. He just wants to be a bigger part of the offense. He wants to do more 
to be able to help, which everybody does. And you're kind of on an island out there all by yourself. You know, you're a wide receiver. They look the other way. You're running. You're open. Hey! And they don't throw it to you. You get a little bit frustrated, and there's nothing wrong with that. We like Michael Pittman Jr. Michael Pittman Jr. is going to get his bag. It's all going to be fine. He's going to get paid. He's going to be extended here. He's going to stay here. The Colts do not let people go when they're in a position like Michael Pittman Jr., where Pittman is really, really productive. He is on pace for 102 receptions, over 1,100 yards, five touchdowns. What do you want? What would the Colts want? The Colts, he is doing everything that the Colts hoped he would do when they drafted him 34th overall. He is, he's fine. He likes it here. He and his wife are building a house for their family. He wants to be here. The Colts want him here. It's all going to work out. Don't worry about that. I told you with the Jonathan Taylor thing, I told you from July, Jonathan Taylor is going to play here. He's not going anywhere. Either the Colts are going to have him honor the $4.3 million for this year and then franchise in the next two years, or they're going to meet somewhere in the middle, and somewhere in the middle would be he gets guaranteed the amount of money that he would have made the next two years as a franchise tag guy, plus they're going to have a third year, kind of an option year, where that guaranteed money either is defrayed to the third year or... It is not a uh, it is not guaranteed at all, one way or the other. So I told you that that was going to happen, and that's exactly what happened. Michael Pittman Jr. is going to get his extension. He's going to stay in Indianapolis. I wouldn't worry about it so much. A lot of people not too terribly worried because they say he's a two and the Colts need a one. Know what? How about the Bengals? How many ones they got? You know what I mean? Like. Okay, or how many twos? Keep Pittman. Even if you grade him as a middle-tier one, as a wide receiver, go get another guy. You can't have too many weapons. And and pair that guy. And maybe Pierce becomes that guy over the latter half of this season. And you think, okay, with Pittman, Pierce, and Downs, we're kind of there. But with Pittman and Downs and bringing in a fourth wide receiver – Maybe you're even closer to being there, and you give Anthony Richardson a, a, a bounty of targets in addition to the tight ends and the running back. This isn't hard. This is easy. It's not hard. But Gus Bradley, grow a set and bring some pressure on the quarterback. Let's go. Uh, Pacers tonight, 7 o'clock. They play against the Wizards. The Wizards straight suck, so the Pacers should start this season with a, uh, with a win at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Seven of the first nine uh, opponents will be faced right here at Gainbridge Fieldhouse, right here in Indianapolis. So good. Uh, Pacers having a tough time getting traction in the community. They can do that real easily. All they got to do is win. You'll win. People are going to come. People are going to talk. They haven't won in a while, so nobody's talking. And there is, frankly, a disconnect between that team and this community, that can be fixed. Officiating, you're not going to cure officiating with more replay. That's not how this works. More technology does not yield a better level of officiating. Ask the NBA. Ask college football. Ask college basketball. Ask them all. The uh, two sports do replay right 
because it's black and white letter law. Soccer in Europe, judging the goal line, did a ball completely cross the goal line and off sides. You can see it. Tennis, bam, did it hit the line? Was it inside the line? Was it outside the line? Easy. Football and basketball have gray area calls. Gray area calls are not always made whole by using replay. Replay is a bad, expanded replay is a bad solution that is going to create more problems than it solves. And if you make these games longer and more painful to watch, more stoppages of play, you're going to alienate people. Don't alienate people. Don't create more problems with the solution to a problem. That's bad math. Well, we, we saw it doesn't solve the problem is the point. And by not solving the problem with this bad solution, you're going to create more problems. So don't do that. The NFL office, you want to find Jim Irsay, go ahead. But sure as hell, don't listen to Jim Irsay when he calls for uh, expanded replay for all calls in the last two minutes. Just don't do it. You have not shown an ability to be efficient through that process. You have not shown via replay that you can make calls. That's why you can't challenge pass interference calls anymore. Because replay didn't help solve that problem. So why in the world would you expand replay at this point? And this is not old guy yelling at clouds. I like technology. I want technology uh, technology to be utilized in a way that actually enhances the enjoyment of the game. This does not do that. This creates more problems. This use of technology is counter to solution-based thinking. So you can think what you want. I promise you I'm right. It, it, so many times, yeah, I love dialogue. In the comments section, it's just wonderful. But sometimes you just want to say, look, just agree with me because I'm right. And, and let's move the hell on. Can we do that? You know what I mean? I, and I love the comment section. I love answering comments. It's really, it's the best part of the whole thing. But in, in this case, I know that I'm right. And so we can talk about it. But in the end, I, I'm, I'm right. I got this. Expanding replay is bad. Replay has caused a dilution of the uh, quality of officiating. What needs that, you want a solution? Hire better officials. Train officials better. You want to make them full-time and have them work 40 hours weeks in the off-season studying stuff and making calls and whatnot? Go ahead. If it makes officiating better, do that. They make enough money to be full-time employees. So go ahead and enforce a level of compliance in the training and, and put them in a position where they can get better at their jobs. That's how you fix it. This is a human problem. It demands a human solution, not technology. Don't go down that road because it doesn't end pretty, I promise. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent, bright and early, about 6.45. We went early today because we had news. Jim Irsay with the Twitter machine, he fired it up. He got on the X. 
and and he caused mayhem and and gave people something to talk about on a Wednesday, which Pat McAfee and others I'm sure are very happy for.